Okay, this is pretty awesome. So if you are into science-backed products when it comes to your health, your gut health, but also woman-owned products, I must introduce you to Equilibria. I'm so thankful I discovered them this year. I mean, Equilibria, they help you take on your wellness journey knowing that you have a dedicated one-on-one -on -one support to help you achieve your goals. So it's not like you're just taking a pill mindlessly. You actually get one-on-one -on -one support. That's awesome. And their signature product, which is EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense, it comes in a convenient three-in-one capsule form. And so this is specifically formulated to bolster digestive health and fortify gut barrier protection, among other benefits. And we know that a balanced gut not only enhances our immunity, but also contributes to our overall mental well-being and our quality of sleep, of course, having efficient digestion and even radiant skin. But what distinguishes Equilibria's probiotic supplement is its meticulous selection, which is tailored to women's health needs. And of course, like I said, science-backed, and they're also ensuring affordability without compromising potency. And as someone who once struggled pretty severely with gut health issues for years, I intensified my focus on gut health in, I'd say, around 2020. And I'm thrilled to have recently discovered these products this year as, of course, they're backed by research for women's well-being, they're women-owned, and they support overall microbiome health, warding off harmful bacteria and enhancing our nutrient absorption. So head to myeq.com and use code MAGIC for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com. Com and use code MAGIC at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face that's good for my face you know clean ingredients and don't even get me started on mascaras because i do want them bold and lengthening <laughs> and so we have thrive cosmetics which i've been using since 2020 obviously because i appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level and they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look but also they give back every product purchased thrive cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive hence why it's it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order.
Hello, hello, and Jaima, Jaimayomis. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul expanding and heart opening podcast. And this is part two of magic messages from empowering women who were on the show this year, 2021, to wrap things up with a little cherry on top. This upcoming Monday was going to be the first ever Monday since Your Own Magic started that was not gonna have an episode. However, I feel like sharing a part three, especially since there are so many women, so many more women I'd love to cover, we'll have a part three on Monday, so this Monday will not be missed. Now, before we begin, may I share with you this beautiful oracle card I just drew for us for this episode, which again, the Rumi Oracle Deck by Alana Fairchild. And I have to say, this card could not be more relevant with how I'm feeling and my present day. It could not be more relevant. And so I have an inkling of a feeling this may indeed resonate with you in some way too. So, okay, I can't wait for you to hear this. The card is titled, A New Gown. And this oracle comes with sacred guidance for us. So you, we are stepping into empowerment in a new way and it is to be honored. Do not allow yourself to be dragged into dramas or power games. You are worth so much more than that. You are tapping into your inner dignity and others may not know how to respond. Some will respond with love and acknowledgement, others with fear and judgment, calling you too big for your boots or high and mighty. Those are voices of fear, not truth. Be in your dignity and power and keep going. It is the divine that urges you this, not the ego. Do not doubt the changes happening within you now. Embrace them. Amen, sister. So for my soul sisters and brothers out there, I hope that this message rang true with you in some way, shape, or form. I hope that the messages that you're about to hear will also ring true with you. By the way, as I'm recording this, I believe that winter solstice just hit. So happy winter solstice and also happy holidays if you're celebrating the holidays, whether you're celebrating it with friends or family or by yourself like I am, which I'm totally fine with. I've celebrated many Christmases by myself, especially when I was a traveling nomad. All good. There's such thing as FaceTime, as Skype, as Zoom. I'm well taken care of. But one thing I want to note, the beauty of holidays, even as your belief systems change and your perspective on reality changes and maybe Christmas doesn't feel the same as it once did if you celebrated the holiday, well, there's a good chance that perhaps a piece of your child loved it and you were so excited during this time of year. And I do genuinely believe that we can always tap into that inner child and allow just simply the nostalgia and the love of the holiday and embracing your family and the winter season and our favorite holiday foods, if you still love to eat those foods, embracing the nostalgic tradition of the holiday unapologetically for fun because it lights you up or it lit you up as a kid because I know how how strange it can feel to not really feel connected to it or the magic of it but man if you want to then amazing I hope that you unapologetically allow yourself to enjoy the magic of the holidays no matter what holidays you might celebrate 
it's nice to have a tradition or two every single year to look forward to to bring back the spark of the inner child who loved and treasured that holiday whatever the holiday is so that's one reason why i love christmas is that i feel like i get to tap back into the magic of my inner child and if you have children i mean you really get to see christmas through their eyes in a beautiful way so happy holidays to your inner child <laughs> and let's get on with the show shall we and now i believe it is time to let the magic continue with magic messages from empowering women part two Melissa Ambrosini. The universe has its own time for you, for your thing. So there's no point trying to control. Like I know for me, the 18 months, and I talk about this in the book, the 18 months that it took to fall pregnant, I, yeah, there was, there was so much emphasis on, oh, you better hurry up and you're getting older and blah, blah, blah. But it's just trusting and divine timing you know mm-hmm. I I knew that there, there was such a deeper lesson for me in surrendering and letting go of control like that's what it was about for me surrendering and letting go of control and not mm-hmm. trying to put my time frame on things yes oh beautiful beautiful and then the sixth one is remembering that life is so precious it is so mm-hmm. sacred And now more than ever, we know how unpredictable it is. And our time here on earth is finite. We only get one life and one opportunity. So why are we wasting one second of it looking over our shoulders or letting other people's values dictate our life, you know, and, and putting our eyes on other people's lanes, like life is so precious and so sacred. And we need to remember that we only get one opportunity and that it's too precious to compare. It's just Amen. too precious. Amen. You, I love that you said earlier as well that we're all just worthy innately because we're even here and it's a miracle. It's a rarity that we're even here. And so that's why life, your life is so precious and you have the power as well to completely rewrite it as you choose. So, ugh, that's beautiful. Definitely. So they're my little strategies that could help. The six. Do you mind going through them really fast? Let's do it. Okay. So the first one was keeping your eyes on your own lane. Mm -hmm. Second one, don't keep up with the Joneses. (laughs) Or Kardashians. Mm -hmm. Or the Kardashians or whoever. (laughs) Number three, engage with your own internal GPS and follow that. Number four, know your values. Number five, forget about your speed and just go. No, sorry. Forget about other people's speed and go at your own speed. I love that. And then number six is remembering that life is so precious and sacred and the need to compare. That is precious. That is precious, delicious. And it's, oh, I love this. So I was asking earlier about fixed fractured friendships. I know that you have a set section on that and I'm just curious why this came up and what it's about and how do we begin to fix them? Mm. Um, yeah. So oh, it's so important because there was, there is a whole chapter on friendships because that is a big area where we compare 
big area where we compare ourselves to others, right? Um, I remember doing it as young as like seven or eight or, you know. Right, kindergarten. (laughs) Yeah, like it was crazy. So, um, yeah, it's really important that we, we stop comparing to our friends and we fix these, these relationships because like, it's okay to sometimes feel envious or jealous of one of your friends. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It, you know, it's part of being human. And um, there's so much that you can do to shift from that place of comparison or jealousy or envy, like feeling envious to a place of love. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share with you how you can do that. Do you want me to? Absolutely, please. Okay. So basically, you really do need to feel all your feelings, um, even if it's uncomfortable. Like don't suppress anything. Like feel them all and then release them. Rule think- number one for everything. Yeah. <laughs> like if if envy or jealousy or anything like starts to bubble up within you, like just feel it and go, okay, I, I feel that like within me right now, there is jealousy bubbling up and just feel it. Like don't suppress it. Okay. We don't want to suppress anything ever. All right. And feel so, it in our own time. Yeah. Feel it in your mm-hmm. own time and just take a moment and maybe journal and say, write down right now. I'm, I'm feeling incredibly envious. I've, I've got envy bubbling in my cells right now. Um, and just express it, you know, to yourself in your journal, however you feel, but just get it out. Maybe you need to scream. I don't know. Whatever feels good for you. All right. All right. And, and then the next thing you do is um, remember that sometimes our friends' achievements can expand our sense of what's actually possible for ourselves. Yeah. All right. So if you have like seen one of your friends achieve a promotion or launch something or write a book, it feels, then you feel the jealousy or envy bubbling away inside of you. It's usually like an indicator that you have that within yourself, right? Beautiful. And maybe you haven't fully owned it or maybe you have suppressed it so this is a beautiful opportunity to see our friends achievements and use them as inspiration Mm -hmm. like see and use them to expand our sense of what is possible or what we thought was possible for ourselves Mm. okay so -hmm. they can just like blast your mind of what's actually possible for you. So choose to see it that way instead. Okay. Mm. And then the third thing that you could do is like turn your envy or your jealousy into inspiration. Yes. So whenever you feel like that bubbling envy, like dig beneath the surface and see what you find, you might just unlock some like key insights that will lead you closer toward your dreams ladies we all have different symptoms that time of the month for me my energy level happens to just dip 
insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep, and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things and for a limited time you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code magic for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. Danette May. So in The Rise, I really wrote um, this raw story of, you know, how I got to where I am today, right? And these, these untruths. And then, you know, Hay House came back to me and was like, we want you to write another book. And I was like, and they were like, you lived this epic abundant life. You went from $47 to two eight figure businesses. Like they're like, you, you're rubbing shoulders with people. You're living this dream life. You travel all over the world. They're like, people want to know about this abundance. And like, what are you doing every day to attract this? Like, what does this, what does this look like for you? You know? And I felt really called to write it in a way that it's like you could read just one little section and get one nugget of something you could step into just that's so simple that will actually increase the amount of abundance you bring into your life in all the different areas. And so that's where Embrace Abundance came from. And if you want to know all of the things, I don't leave anything out. And I promise that anyone who reads this book and implements any one of the things, granted, there's a bunch of them in there, <laughs> just they're, they're simple. They embrace one thing in there that their life will become more abundant from the minute they implement it. Ah, beautiful. Those are my favorite kind of books as well, where you could just truly turn to any page and just take something from it. But really, the one key is like we can read a hundred books, but what are we going to implement? What are we going to take action on as well? You know? Exactly. Exactly. So to make sure to do, to do, I just have to ask because Earth Echo Foods is now an empire. And so I'd love to hear your secret sauce of building an empire and thriving. (laughs) It's so interesting. So obviously there's hard work and there's tenaciousness and there's like the right team and all those fundamental things that I believe actually are super laid out in You can read any success business model and implement like funnels and all the things, right? The thing that I get asked to speak on at these events is around that people are not talking about is this metaphysical ability. Like I said earlier, your frequency is more potent and more powerful than your strategy. Now, what I mean by that is I can have all the strategy in the world to grow an empire, grow 
like, for example, Earth Echo Foods from nothing into this almost nine figure business. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of grit in there. There's all this. But I have what I've learned is that if when I lean back and I tap into a higher power outside of myself and I stay in this frequency of love and giving and purpose and in my heart, I am more I'm like this company was built two years ago. And that's massive growth in two years ago um, and for, for the Earth Echo Foods. But it was backed by a deep why. I was receiving when I would go hiking in nature, every time I would hike in nature, I, w- I was being told to bring cacao, ceremonial grade cacao to the world, that to, to let them tap into their heart because it contains a chemical called anandamide that allows people's hearts to open and expand, allows them to connect deeper with themselves as well as other people. There's only two foods in the world that contain anandamide. It's like the natural drug, truly. And I knew that the world needed this ancient medicine that the Mayans, the Peruvians, the Aztecas all knew about, right? But it's kind of been forgotten. And, um, and, I, and I also really received the information through spirit hiking that I want, it needed to be infused with superfoods because cacao, especially cacao mixed with coffee, like organic coffee is like a direct conduit into the cells. Wow. And if you take all these superfoods and make them direct conduits into the cells, you've got like this jet stream of goodness into the body. So I infused it with like turmeric, mesquite, lacuma, cinnamon, MCT, all of these superfoods that are great for your brain and for your immunity and for depression and all these things. And, and that's where cacao bliss was born. And I remember going to my team and I'm like, I'm supposed to do this. And I would literally make the formula in my kitchen. I was giving it to anybody who wanted it. People were writing in going, my depression's gone. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe my skin. I can't believe the clarity I feel. And I was just making it in my kitchen and my team would be like, we don't know how to do a superfood company. We don't, we can't do this. And I'm like, we have to do this. And I'm like, I know it's going to be a hit because spirit was telling me and they were like, yeah, you can think that, but it's another thing to put because it's a lot of money to lay down and and do a whole like superfood line. Right. And you know, for me, I was willing to lay it out on the line. I used all our own money to start that company. And it's just because I, I want to just say that that's the, the piece that I want to encourage people to tap, tap into is when spirit, when you're out in nature, you're in a good frequency and you get a hit of an idea and it's not leaving you alone. Jump into that idea stay in that idea because you are backed by a higher power in that idea. It wants to be birthed through you. And that means you're not doing it alone. You're not doing, you're obviously you have your team, but you have a higher power working with you. And so you are going to be fine and to step into it. The world needs it. Bella divine. I guess to end on the same note of imagination, just like, I think when you practice visualization and when you practice like allowing yourself to envision the reality that you want for yourself and to tap into the gratitude for that reality, right? Um, But really allowing yourself to get super creative in your visions, whether that's through dreams, whether that's in like a visual meditation, whether that is um, just daydreaming about things that you want for yourself um, or about even about the world, like being a better place. Um, You 
you just unlock new doors for yourself. So just make time to like explore your imagination and whatever form feels good for you. <laughs> you know what? Before we go into rapid fire, because this is so profound, I am curious about your version of visualization and perhaps anything that you did visualize that came into your reality once you did explore this with your imagination. Of course. So I, again, like was really lucky to have a lot of really great mentors. And I kind of like learned a little bit about Joe Dispenza. If you you all don't know who that is, you should check out the book Becoming Supernatural by him. Um, It's all about the quantum field. Yes, manifestation and visualization in some degree. And I kind of took that and then combined it with um, some Toltec practices and rituals. And so what I, something that I was able to create by imagining it, um, was, and this sounds so silly, but like, I really wanted to have an audience of people that I could share my message with. That's not silly. (laughs) You're right. It's not silly. And I think that was actually what probably held me back from achieving that for some time, right. was just thinking that wasn't that important. Um, because yeah, I didn't like vanity metrics don't really mean that much, but they do if you have a beautiful message. And so, um, so yeah, so I was like, okay, I want to hit 10,000 followers at the beginning of this year in January, 2020. And so what I started doing was kind of doing a similar practice to what, um, Dr. Dispenza does, uh, which is essentially visualizing very specifically a goal that you want to achieve and then um, focusing on the emotion, right, that that would bring you as if it were already yours. So the gratitude for having that audience. And um, I got really creative in terms of how I was visualizing it. And it was way more, like less like, you know, seeing numbers going up and way more like seeing these lights, like light beings flowing towards me and connecting with my heart. And I would imagine these like light cords shooting out from my heart and connecting with other people and just bringing all of these like little balls of light into my field. Um, and feeling the, like, what, what, what energy would I feel if, if I had all these people, this audience in my field. And, you know, it's also important to let go of the result. And Raquel, I'm sure you know all about this. Um, (laughs) but, but um, I was visualizing that for maybe a month and then I had a, a moon ritual and I had it like a, I had a ritual at my altar and I laid on the ground and I just like called upon my spirit guides and was kind of asking for guidance and, and telling them like, okay, I think I'm ready. I think I could like really hold space for this many people. I feel like it wouldn't get to me. And I was aware at that point that like if my Instagram were to gain a lot of followers that like you know, it's something that you have to mentally prepare for so that you're not getting addicted to social media and so that you're not, um, you know, like letting your self-worth be influenced by it as well. Like I was very aware of those dynamics that can happen. And so I had this, I had this ritual and the next day, literally the next day, one of my videos on Instagram went viral and hit over like a million views and my following went up to like over 20,000 people, which was insane. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. That is amazing how that happens. Yeah, it was so um, just the timing was very validating. And after that, I was like, wow, your imagination is so, so powerful. Um, And I realized also because it was very overwhelming when that happened to like get so many messages. And I think people romanticize this idea of having like a, a large following, but it can also be um, a lot energetically to handle when people are 
you know, telling you their whole life stories and, and wanting <laughs> personal attention, especially regarding trauma. Um, so it was, it was something that I had to like really kind of ground myself back into my values and, and my boundaries. And um, it was cool. That was really cool to, to just how much visualization and imagination supported me in, in doing that. <laughs> yeah. I love that story. So great that you are grounded and you are able to set those boundaries and especially the energetic boundaries with yourself. And I'm so happy for you. It's a celebration, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, look, this is proof. We all have the power within us and it's accessible for all of us, whatever our wildest imagination wants to bring into our reality. Right. And something else I'll mention that I think is so important when it comes to manifesting anything with your imagination is again going back to intention like what what is your intention so my intention with that was to manifest a larger following to be able to help more people heal um and my my greater goal is to eventually like either start a nonprofit in Mexico to give back to indigenous women um and so that intention is always there and i had to really check in with that when you know instagram was blowing up and to be like i'm not going to care what people think and really focus more on um being committed to like my mission and my truth and I am to like being liked, right? Yes. Um. <laughs> yes. Good for you. And then we're also always evolving as well. So it's good to stay true to you the entire process. Right. And so I, I wanted to just leave anybody listening with this idea that like when you're manifesting, when you have these big goals, checking in with the intention is so important because I think that the universe, imp- like if sometimes people's manifestations don't work. And I think that it can be because sometimes they're not for the highest good. Yes. So like being rich and famous, for example, like <laughs> you have to really check in with, <laughs> with the intention of like, what is that for? Like, that's cool. But like, what are you going to do with that, that wealth yeah. and that fame? And that can be like a really beautiful intention. Sarah Pendrick. So for me, you know, self-love's a, a hashtag. People are like in the bath, like self-love, like all these <laughs> things that that's great. But if all those people were practicing <laughs> self-love, life would look a lot different. The world would look a lot different. And that's also, mm-hmm. you know, that's not the real internal and self-love it's part it could be part of it because it could start igniting things in you like taking care of yourself you love you love bath bring joy to your life all that stuff but for me cultivating and what I've experienced through my studies and just everything that I was writing writing about and sharing and my own experiences I'm like cultivating self-love inside you is having your own back so if that means saying no to things if that means boundaries if that means speaking an advocate for yourself there's a little girl, there's a voice inside of you that needs you, whether she's hurting from the past or she's hurting inside right at that moment, or maybe she's not hurting. She just wants to have more fun, that you're her advocate. And every time you advocate for yourself, you actually have this feeling. I can hear my dog barking in the background. Yeah. <laughs> we have a guest coming right now. I'm like, I knew he was going to make a little. Oh, good. It's okay. <laughs> it happens. It really does. Oh, good. But yeah, so you actually feel those feelings just like you would with like a partner or your dog. I look at my dog and I'm like, I love him. He's so cute. You actually feel those feelings for yourself every time you advocate for yourself. So good. Now, what if your ego wants to block you from choosing you in some moments or you know what would be wise for yourself to do, but have you ever just had a block where you couldn't get yourself to do it? Yeah. So probably half of my life, I mean, I feel like I was living in survival. (laughs) I was like, I was just in straight up survival mode. And I've asked myself before, and I wonder like if you have or 
you know, I've asked myself before, like, why, how did I, you know, what in me had me want to explore spirituality or explore um, the divine or explore like personal development? Like, I don't, I don't know why I was so, you know, blessed to decide to do that. And yeah. Do you feel the same? Oh, 100%. And I don't know where I would be right now in my life if I didn't decide to just open certain books that were talking about this and then just, Mm -hmm. you know, go down the rabbit hole, the beautiful rabbit hole of this personal development and spiritual world. Yeah. I'm just like, I feel so grateful. I'm like, because I don't know the, I don't know the moment. Maybe it was, um, why I got into psychology because I'm like, oh, you know, I, I had come from like some abuse and I'd been sexually assaulted and bullying. And I just, I was this bright, like beautiful child, like so many of us are. And my light kept getting, you know, stomped and stomped. And I'm like, where did I, I don't know what the first moment was, but I'm so grateful. And I'm also grateful for podcasts like this and for my book and for, you know, the positive parts of the internet that people have that more available to them now. So for me, I'm like, I don't know why I chose this. I I don't know. Like, I am so grateful for that. And so it's my responsibility to share whatever I can with other people. But as far as my ego, I mean, that was in my way for years. And it just took work and practice and more so awareness of like when the ego shows up. And then when you can't use those practical tools or I talk about the science behind happiness and the ego in the book too, like if all of it doesn't work, that's where I go back to the visualization or the time with myself breathing into those parts because then in that moment, you're recognizing the area that these, you know, things that aren't the truth or stuck energy is built in your body and you're able to separate and you're like, okay, I can feel this and I also feel my ego, whether it's trying to protect me or it's past trauma, but you're actually like sitting there like observing and able to kind of tell the difference. And then you're like, all right, this part of my ego keeps showing up. What's that about? Like there's something here for me. Yes. There's the secret sauce right there. It's becoming the observer of those thoughts and being able to decipher them. And I think that's great that you share this so people know all you need to do is take some time to reflect and witness what is. Yeah. And you know, we all one thing we all have so many things in common and so many things different, but we all have egos. Uh-huh. <laughs> we all have our perspective of things. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this the other day because I uh, was talking to a friend and we were sharing each other's perspectives on a situation. Like I didn't – I don't know why I'm thinking about this. I She's in Austin and I didn't want her to feel pressure to come to my book party that I'm having. But I also like wanted her to know she was invited. But because I kind of – from my perspective, I didn't want her to feel pressure. I didn't like put a lot of emphasis on it. And then her little girl and her perspective was like, oh, Sarah doesn't really care if I'm oh. there. And I wish she would have – Hype like said it more, and it's just so interesting how our egos, ego, mm-hmm. egos all work. And it's just beautiful when we have opportunities like this and open to do the work and talk and understand where people are coming from. And it all comes down to just really wanting to understand ourselves and other people. And we learn so much from that. One hundred percent. And I communication is indeed the key to 
understanding where other people's perspectives are. Cause my ego as well, my little girl, my inner child does tend to easily get, I'm a, I'm a hypersensitive person. And so she'll say something, but I've learned from many different conversations now, like, okay, that's just my mind from my past traumatic experiences, but it's not really truth of whatever, however they're quote unquote treating this experience, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And it's hard, but I'm highly sensitive too. And I remember, you know, like I said, always in survival, but also like feeling so deeply and everyone would be like, you're so weird. You're being so sensitive. <laughs> like, that was so much to navigate when I was younger. Yes. Yeah. So I love that you said that, but now I'm so excited when I meet other people that are sensitive like that. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. And it's also really powerful. Oh my gosh. And you know, one thing when we were emailing back and forth, when I was on the road trip and we were rescheduling, I have to say thank you for the kindness and your warmth through the email because I was able to, with the exclamation points and the love, I was able to feel how accepting you were of it because I was feeling so bad as if I was letting you down, but you were so warm and accepting and you you were treating me like the way I like to treat others as well. It's such a relief to see because it's not always like that. No. Yeah, no, I felt the same and I loved when you were like, you were, what did you say? I was like, she's so cute. You're like, you're my kind of girl. Like you said something, like we were just on the same group and seeing we're like no you do your road trip let's do another day like, let's enjoy life this isn't like we can I love that. <laughs> it's so true it's so true okay well you just wrote a book and I have to ask what was your book writing process like what were the headaches and what were the beautiful moments and just tell us all about it yeah so oh my gosh someone asked me on Instagram when I did like a, que- a question they were like, on a scale of one to 10, like how hard is writing a book? And I'm like, it's a one and also a 20. <laughs> <It's a 12. laughs> that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. There's times where you're like, oh my gosh, this is flowing through me. I'm crushing it. Like, oh wow. I can't like, I'm so like in flow. And then there's times where I was like, what am I doing? Like, did that make sense? Like, who yeah. am I to do this? Like, what's happening? So you have you have that moment and then you have the moment of just and I write about this in the book too just like that I guess you could say like imposter syndrome where I'm like oh my gosh this is the first permanent piece of content that I've ever done you cannot go and erase it like it is out like this is happening yeah. <laughs> and you're like oh my gosh just that that feeling in your body that we were talking about earlier where like that doubt comes in and then that's when I would take a moment to be like, okay, where is this coming from? This is true. In this moment, I am feeling really nervous. And there's also some old stuff there that has nothing to do with the book. Ah, yes. So in those moments, I would like breathe into that space. But writing a book and the whole book process is the biggest roller coaster. Like I always hear people say that. I'm like, okay, whatever. I've launched company. Like that's like, okay. (laughs) But it really is. It's just a different, amazing thing. And it really brings out like all your edges, your gifts, mm-hmm. your, you know, it, it challenges you. And it's really amazing. It was also a really healing process. And then, yeah, that was a long answer, but it's a uh, it. Brie Melanson. Yeah. I mean, how else do we learn? Right. But yeah. to move through it all. And I um, taught this like breathwork class on emotions uh, last weekend. And I, before I teach those live classes, I always 
channel for the group and because we were asking about emotions. Um, can I read just a little something that, that they offered because it, it speaks to what you just said? Please, please, please. So this was a channeling or was, this was just a Q&A thing? Yeah, it's a, no, this was a, this was a channeling. So oh. I sit before class and I'm like, okay, let's, like, what do we need to hear? What do they need to hear? <laughs> I love it. Uh, and again, like this was, this is a longer, yeah, I think it's like a five page thing, but I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs. Um, so the tears of the heart you feel are the rending from your eternal being. So when we feel pain, we, we are, you know, we're, this is Bree speaking now. <laughs> I'm just kind of translating that line. When we feel our heart being torn, it's, they're making the analogy that we are tearing ourselves away from truth. The strife of the heart is an important one. You must remember that all things bear divine wisdom. And if there were no pain to redirect your course, could you be guided alone by your eternal heart? And they were kind of like, you couldn't, good job. If there were no struggle within the human experience, how rich would it be? If you did not experience the contrast of a dualistic life, how would you come to know the fullness of oneness? If it were not here in this moment, if you had not been given this gift to feel, then how would you determine your reality? Uh, we're offering our hearts to you during this time of grace. They're talking about our collective, what I would call a shit show. They're <laughs> calling it grace, which that's why it's, I'm here doing my work. Um, <laughs> we are offering our love to those of you who fear you have lost your way. We assure you that the law of oneness, meaning truth and the law of oneness, uh, will always prevail and that your your light will magnify the presence of God for others to follow and to come home to. So what they were saying is like what we were talking about earlier, like it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be some big purpose. But when you do this deeper work, you are um, magnifying your own light essence, which creates like this uh, collective light that people are drawn to. So then they're pulled to also whatever, do the work, begin to return home. So they're like, you know, we don't know that really on a conscious level, but they're like, it's real. Um, and they said, if the prevailing law of oneness is not linear, right? It can't be oneness. <laughs> Please do not approach your matters of the heart as so. If your matters of the heart feel as though they are uh, and unescapable, do not attempt to escape them but rather allow them to hold you. We mean that by allowing the full scale of emotions to be felt, all parts are given a voice and a channel for expression and becoming. For only when we allow the forces to move through us can they be released and transmitted into wisdom. And then they broke down some feelings like, so if sorrow arises, um, what truly is asking to be mourned? What aspects and voices of the identity must be heard before they can make their final farewell? Which I love, right? Because I, I experienced that too. Like I was actually, when I was experiencing sorrow, I was experiencing sorrow about these aspects of myself. Um, and again, I wasn't like being hard on myself. I was just like releasing those, you know, falsities. And uh, let's see. Um, Anxiety is the fear that arises when plans and perceptions are driven by the fearful self, the self who believes themselves to be only of the physical world. 
and therefore a limited world. So what is true about love? It is the essence of creation. It heals all things it is directed towards. So what would it look like for you to love your suffering into healing, into its own transcendence? Feelings of inadequacy and not enoughness also derive from the fabricated self attempting to receive love and worth from the outer world. Its attempts will always prove futile. So can you love what wishes to be embraced? For when you release the needs that uphold the linear self, you are held by the unconditional. And you will find that no matter how you astray, to any form or degree, this essence holds you. So why not work to arrive to its embrace? Many fear that it is more complicated than this, or that it cannot be the answer to their suffering. But those who make this claim have not yet felt fully the arms of grace. So let this be your prayer. Ask to be held by the grace that is oneness. Search with your physical senses to witness it before you. With small effort, heaven will be bestowed upon you. For only by the hands of God can you truly be held. And you can replace God with oneness or whatever. Um, but I thought that last part was so beautiful. And I uh, I can say that because it didn't come from me. <laughs> starting to cry. Like, you know, just, that is the, the best ask. Like, uh, let, let, help, you know, help, let me be held by the, by this grace that is oneness. And then, um, having the, like mustering the courage to really look for it here. And they, they've really been repeating that a lot lately that heaven is here, heaven is here, heaven is here, heaven is here. <laughs> the miraculous is here. As you look for it you, and see it, you become it. And that is the transcendence. Um, yeah, so 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 much sweetness they're always offering. Yeah, I was just visualizing many people saying that as like a little prayer daily. <laughs> Whoever listening, yeah, sure. I um one thing that I'm gonna find it really quick, but I've been saying lately. I'm like, oh God, or uni, whatever you want to say. It. I'm like, <laughs> I need some help seeing truth right now. It's looking really foggy, and I can't see it. So, can you please help me to see the light, uh, you know, of truth and love, or whatever it may be? And that has been my surrender because I know, you know, I know, I know, my greatest desire is to see from the eyes of, I, you know, I say God, but again, whatever. It's like I know that it, that's what it's all here for. It's, it's so that we can experience um, unconditional bliss and be in reverence for life. I know that's all I'm ever looking for. I think it's the condition. I think it's a person doing the different behavior. I think it's like <laughs> the attainment. But all I really want is to be in reverence for life. So, um, so that last bit that they offered was... Uh, so they said, when you release the needs that uphold the linear self, you are upheld by the unconditional. Uh, many fear that it is more complicated than this or that it cannot be the answer to their suffering. But those who make this claim have not yet fu fully felt the arms of grace. So let this be your prayer. Ask to be held by the grace that is oneness. Search for your physical senses to witness it before you. And with small effort, 
heaven will be bestowed upon you. (laughs) Just just a little bit. Just if you could just meet us, not even halfway. Just, just a little bit. We, we got you. <laughs> I like to, it's a lot of things that we've been talking about. It's like, where is, again, I know like God isn't for anybody. And when I say God, yes. I'm not like God, you know, the man in the sky. Like, I'm just like, I replace God with like love, oneness. So whatever it is whatever you're looking at is where is the God in this? It's there, right? It's the soul that's in front of you that actually is your soul. We're, we're just consciousness experiencing each other. Um, and so where is the, like looking for the magic and things, you know, even if you're just staring at, just staring at a tree, if you can, <laughs> we can be so lucky to sit with the tree and witness it. Uh, and really get present, it will take you to that, to that bliss. Um, And the reason why it takes you to that bliss is because the identity is lifted, and she gone. So it's like, what are the things that help to lift my identity? What are the things that give me room uh, to let my essence forth? Because everything is living here and now in the present. And I really have been seeing that lately through these transmissions and very little practice, but like, you know, obviously the portals are our consciousness. It's what we're doing with our will. What are we choosing to see? Um, And so maybe, you know, just that real simple practice versus needing to go back and do the belief in this and that and the other. It's like, what do I want to see in this moment? Um, And again, like, yeah, well, what is this an invitation for or to, you know? Um, and yeah, witnessing without that, I know it sounds like, like, but like, if you, they they actually said in this transmission, they said, if you do that, like if you practice really getting into presence and you let it take you, and I've had a few moments in life, mostly because that isn't, isn't practiced, but where I allow myself to, to be there and it does transport me to um, it feels like the present moment is the best moment that's ever been, but within an unconditional space, like, okay, yeah, maybe the condition is I'm in nature and it's easier there, but I'm not like happy because I got a thing. And they're like, if you practice that for 10 days in a row, you will experience a miraculous healing. And I really saw that it's like, oh, that is, it's pulling that energy in. That's the energy of creation. Um, and so I've been trying it. I haven't reached that list state. I've just been doing it for a few days. Um, but I'm going to keep showing up. I've been trying to like after lunch, I'll, I'll, I said, and I tell myself I'm going to sit in presence for 10 minutes, um, and do my best. Uh, but yeah, I think there are infinite pathways to that. Like if you're, we're all creative beings. So, um, yeah, so much will bring that essence forth. Uh, yeah, and then consciously just using your will to recognize that versus the the humans like would be like I'd be like it's a shit show this horrible thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but trying to see yeah mm. what's really there. Whew, uh, so beautiful. Is there a place where we can read this or listen to this? Mm. You know, I don't have it up yet, um, but I do have a 
bunch of channel transmissions on my site and it's under Bree sources. So my website is briemelanson.com and then you'll see channeled insight. And I did record one that I did for the new year. And it, I, I asked like, you know, what's the deal? What do we do? What do we do? And it, so it's, it's in the form of an MP3 and it's, it's under one that says like, um, solstice it's like setting it's, it's talking about manifesting and i think it says new year so there's a, there's a recorded and i'm i'm going to be hopefully making more and i try to get these up so um i want to say like i'll put it up on my website but uh i'll, I'll <laughs> i will try because i'm due for due for a little bloggy blog <laughs> people appreciate it, that indeed yeah because they did um like i said it's like five pages and they did break down um, a lot of emotions, like they were like, well, this is this, they were like, um, you know, anger is with the withholding of love to maintain an idea of the self. Sorrow is the dying off of a personality become worn. Fear is the anticipation of the physical world being unable to hold you, which it cannot. You must rise above the illusionary world to dissolve your fear. Anxiety is the denial of emotions, I would put and presence, but same thing, I guess. It is the evading of the discord that arises to guide you back to truth. Depression is the heaviness of all things untrue. In most cases, it is the result of living within the constraint of the mind. Getting more deeply into the body, the earth, and presence would be our remedy. Sadness is hope disguised. It is the desire for a turning of tides without the trust of God and love and oneness. Um, yeah, they offered kind of a breakdown of some other things, but I thought those were really sweet ditties too. I love that. Depression so complex. Mm-hmm. And I think some soul, for whatever reason, decided to choose a human that's wired this way for the soul's expansion, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. None of it to evade for sure. Yeah, and like that, all of those things are not to be like, your trauma's not real, you guys. Like, <laughs> it's more just like, here's like with anxiety, it's like, yeah, it's a continual not choosing, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, and so it doesn't mean that it's not a thing, but it's just kind of the awareness of how are these things a call? Like anxiety specifically is, it's a call to presence, albeit a loud one, really loud <laughs> one. <you know? laughs> yeah. When people are in that fight or flight state, like their life is in danger or something, they're experiencing anxiety in that present moment. That's different than feeling anxiety because you're so in fear of what you don't know about the future or whatever it is, you know? For sure. I mean, that's not, um, there's conditioned fear and there's instinctual fear, like instinctual fear allows us to run from the scary thing. Mm -hmm. And like, but if you look at the natural world, they run from the scary thing and then they go back to grazing. They go right back to homeostasis. Conditioned fear is what we choose to carry with us unconsciously or consciously because we have the gift of will like the gift of will is really essentially our our identity right it's like where we're what we're choosing to um to absorb and to express uh and yeah i think with anxiety stuff you know my friend her son you know experiences anxiety she called me one day and she was like oh my god Bree, like what do i do should i take him to the hospital and i said well He's like, I think he's like 19 or something. And I said, well, she said, if he will talk to you, will you talk to him? And I was like, sure. So he called 
And we had a nice long chat, but I just, I walked him through just something so simple. And it, it is um, like something that we can, like, it'll just take a minute, but then to come back to it is a good practice is like just taking some breath into the body and dropping out of the mind and just beginning to like breathe into your emotional body and remembering that um, again, it's our, it's our scale. It's our, it's how we're taking in and interpreting life. So um, we are not our emotions. We are not our thoughts nor our past and just kind of breathing in to the body. And it's okay if there are the emotions that are there. Um, a lot of times if we can just get present enough with them without needing to identify them uh, or, or get rid of them, they can dissipate. So if you are bringing your awareness to an emotion, just really bringing your soft, um, nurturing presence there. Again, not needing to fix it or uh, just maybe even like you could imagine like a, a soft light. Um, and just drop it into the body and knowing that the body holds our intelligence. Nothing really lives in the mind. The mind is just meant to translate and uh, wisdom and intelligence, like infinite intelligence and, and carry out. Um, and so the mind is just like our receiver. And so if you have an emotion that you experience often or if you're having it now, like just being aware of like where that emotion comes up in the body um, to be heard because that's it's again that's all it's really doing is just asking to be heard and and uh, kind of transmuted and so or maybe you just have the awareness of where it is so like for him it was in his chest and I just had him like softly tap on his chest just to like kind of call it like okay it's right there right but you might experience it in your belly you might want to put your hand on your belly you're just you're just connecting with that energy and that essence um, and then just gently asking uh, what is it that you need from me, my beloved? Um, what is it that you need? And how can I help you? And just trusting whatever you sense, you know, for him, he heard it right away, which was so cool because he, you know, here he's not, he hasn't had experience doing this type of thing. And he heard, I need you to love yourself. And he goes, whoa, he was like, I can't believe what I, he was like, I can't believe I just heard that. <laughs> and so he was, we can, <laughs> we can connect with it quite easily. We, we want to make it complicated. So I was going to just offer like, trust whatever you think it is. It doesn't have, it's not some angelic voice, right? Um, and so, you know, whatever it is that you feel or sense, and you may even want to ask, um, what are you here to teach me? Um, what is the greater truth you really carry? And um, if there's something that it needs, like sometimes I'll practice, you know, if it is, if you did hear like self-love or I need to love myself, I'll just like kind of imagine like what would it feel like to breathe in love? What would it feel like to allow that to really move into that space within my body? And what would it feel like to allow it to move through my cells and expand through me? And or if it's peace, what would it feel like to breathe in peace? 
Again, we're not trying to get rid of it. We're just, we're giving it a voice and we're, and we're soothing ourselves because again, no one can really hold us but us. Um, so it's so important for us to learn and to continue to kind of uh, lean into the depths of, of what that is for all of us. Um, and, you know, I mean, there's so many processes, but maybe it is, um, maybe you're coming back to an anchor around, uh, and by anchor, I mean like an affirmation of like, I am love. I am the love that I seek. I am the truth that I seek. I am whatever feels right, you know, whatever you may hear, or um, I've asked that before in meditation, like, what do I do when I forget? I want to go back out in the world. I'm going to forget. <laughs> and then I'll hear something like your job is to love. And so then I'll come back to that and hardship. Okay. My job is to love. Um, yeah. So making it, I think less complicated and um, having the, make, creating the space to hold ourselves um, more deeply. More even, I think that for all of us, like whatever we were doing before is like, well, that's not enough anymore. <laughs> there's a lot going on and it's all a call it's all an invitation um we just gotta have the courage to to do so and remember we're not alone and um i think too like sometimes we got to step into it before um before we before we kind of like put the greater call out right so if it is if you're like i'm alone i'm always doing this by myself and um I think there's a sense of really fully stepping into it and they will come like be in the magnet, right? And be stepping away from the need. Um, yeah, because it's, it's a really intense time. This is like no other time that humanity has gone through. Like we are, our, our kind of like identities took the wheel so strongly. I mean, I read the other day that the within the last 50 years we are now like 50 percent of the, the world's species is extinct in the last 50 years like we've really gotten on this train of attainment and um yeah this illusionary um kind of path and it's just so important to root back um and to get back into relation with ourselves and earth and each other and, and our hearts um, and our feeling, because really, again, to like, to live fully is to feel fully yeah. and um, yeah. Giving ourselves permission to do it. Let's do it. Let's do what we came to do. <laughs> do it already. <laughs> I'm feeling so moved, so inspired. I hope that you enjoyed these magical messages from Empowering Women, part two, and hope to connect with you Monday. Thank you for tuning in. Send in my love. Happy holidays. Jaima. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls 
on the Euro Magic Facebook group, especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the Euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.